Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. So we're in the second hour of Immunize Wisely, and we are talking male infant circumcision. Um, so anyway, um, I would just, uh, we're going to go ahead and continue. Uh, we are taking callers probably the last half hour because we have a couple that uh, Janice specifically wanted to contribute to the show that are RBN listeners. So um, anyone else, you know, put stuff in the chat room and I can certainly, you know, um, ask questions about that. This is a huge topic. We should probably actually talk about um, what uh, what happens when, you know, you go to your pediatrician, you have an intact little infant, and someone decides to take the kid to a pediatrician, which should never be done, frankly. If you can avoid a pediatrician, do that. But, you know, this happens a lot. Um, they, they will take their intact little boy, and then they'll just go ahead and um, – uh, the pediatrician will force the foreskin back, like the baby's only 14 months old, and will grab the penis, force it back. We had one baby. He reached up at 14 months, 12 to 14 months, and grabbed the glasses off the doctor. I mean, it was painful. The mother had to soak the baby in, in a, a bath of soothing stuff, and that created, of course, scar tissue. So he's the baby's going to be prone to infection uh, from that, it's never supposed to be retracted like that. It's just wicked. So, I'm, are, are you familiar? You've seen that happen, right? A lot, uh, Janice. Well, I haven't seen it in my personal life, but I, you know, I've read stories, story after story about these doctors just, you know, retracting the foreskin. The foreskin will retract on its own. I mean, it may take seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve years for that foreskin to retract, but it will retract on its own. So then going in there and just just forcing it is, again, this is torture. This is really abuse. It's sexual abuse that is running rampant in the medical establishment. And we cannot be, keep going to these people and bringing our bodies and our children to them because they are, they are doing harm. There's another issue with, you know, botched circumcisions they're totally screwing up people's penises right i've seen that too where uh we had a woman here you know i helped i was trying to help her have the baby all alone and she did she successfully had the baby i gave her all the books to do it just her and her husband and um they had the baby, and then I had no idea they were dead set on circumcision and the perfectly healthy baby at about 72 hours old went to a butcher they they took him to the hospital the baby was fine but the for the purpose of circumcision and they botched the penis this is a perfect home birth with no midwife not registered in the state and actually did this and then they were given the option of actually turning the little boy into a little girl and I don't know what they did. I was so horrified. I don't remember. <laughs> no, when I when I published my book, I see Paul's here, so that's great. I'm looking forward to his contribution. When I published my book, revision circumcisions had increased 119%. That was in 2014. Okay, we're 10 years later. These babies 
when they become two, three, have to go back again to have their penis further mutilated because of the botched circumcision. So we have, you know, a case of traumatic repetition that's occurring for this for these children. And all of this could have been avoided had the parents educated themselves on this topic. You do not cut uh, cut up a body that is in perfect health. This is not okay. You're destroying something fundamentally important. Yeah, okay. So so these are some questions people have. I, let me just throw this out, okay? And I want to tell you Paul's here, Angry. I don't know. Okay, if well, I know, but... I mean, I'm just saying we have, I have a friend who's, you know, he's like pretty, you know, these are some questions that you're going to need to address. How do we know more Jewish men masturbate? I mean, why aren't you just saying all more circumcised men masturbate instead of just more Jewish men masturbate? I'm saying this because there are studies on the Jewish use of pornography. Okay. So and, and in so this yeah. in these studies in these studies it's clear that the Jewish men are deeply involved in pornography and masturbating. Right. Okay. So they're more involved in those are the studies and maybe you can um share those at some point. Um and then Read my book. Go get my book. Birth Trauma and the Dark Side of Modern Medicine. So it's a yeah, I believe it's probably in there. Go watch my talk on pornography. And then uh, Charlie says, uh, one in tw- 125 boys are born without a foreskin. What? That's nonsense. I've never <laughs> heard that. About? I've never heard that. No, nonsense. Yeah. And, and then he says his father hunted and he was uncircumcised, and I've never hunted, and I'm circumcised. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, you know, two, I mean, these are things, you know, I mean, some people are more affected than others, for sure, psychologically. We're talking about the the impact on our subconscious and our psychology in general, and everyone's experience of how they were circumcised, if they were, is different. Not all of them were done the exact same way, you know where they're very aware and conscious and, you know, so, you know, I, I mean, I know, I know men that are very much, very much men in a real way and healthy. Don Harkins was one of them and he was definitely circumcised. Okay. Should we get Paul's input here? I would like his input. Hi, Paul. Paul, welcome to the show. Hi. I I just, I just, I just unmuted, so I did listen. I did listen for the entire first hour. Uh, uh, very, very good overall. And you know, it's funny when I was first offered the invitation. You know, my initial thought was, "Well, what do what do I know? Who am I?" Right? I mean, now I have seen the Eric uh, Klopper video years ago. It did have a, a strong impact upon me. Um, like a lot of men, though, I have no memory of being uh, circumcised. Maybe some uh, men will claim they do, uh, but I, I don't. And I just remember growing up, uh, you know, in the locker rooms at school and everybody else was. I think maybe in junior high, there was, I think, maybe one kid who wasn't. And I also remember in high school, I believe, and I, I went to a fairly large high school. My, my senior class was about 
uh, 700. So, uh, you know, about half of that was male, I would imagine. And I only remember one. How old are you? I I just turned 68. Okay. All right. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's just one of those things where you just accept uh, this is the way the world is. And what it reminds me of is a a phrase from a book. Um, The phrase is, by virtue of established practice. Now, the, the follow-up of that phrase is, by virtue of established practice, has come to be regarded as legal. And the book was Money Manipulation and Social Order by Reverend Dennis Fahey. He was an Irish Catholic priest, and he was exposing the money system, which, of course, is also a lie, right? It's, it's, it's theft. And once again, they don't ask us, right? It's forced upon us. And it kind of set me down this thought train of... You know, one of the things that these people do, I'm sure Janice knows quite well, and I bet you also, uh, Ingrid, is they're always going on about fascism or authoritarianism or totalitarianism, right? And they're always preaching this freedom and democracy and, and, and libertarianism and so on and so forth. And, of course, it's the complete. these people are the most totalitarian and fascist people you can possibly imagine because everything is forced upon us. We don't get to decide. In other words, they're not asking our permission for what it is they're doing, right? So for at the very beginning of the show, Ingrid, you said uh, was very interesting talking about the medical profession, and you said essentially avoidance and refusal. Well, did any of us ever get a chance to avoid or refuse the stuff that they did to us as kids, as infants, right? Did we get to avoid or refuse the needles they stuck into us or the circumcision that we were forced to endure? No. Okay, it's just, Mm -hmm. like I said, I just started going down this path as I heard all these things, okay? It's just by virtue of established practice. And it's really, to me, it's both infuriating and sad that our parents, you know, William mentioned something about his parents being naive. And I guess that would be a good word. I mean, I can't imagine having, you know, both my parents are gone and, and, I, and I really miss, I miss them both, right? But I can't imagine having the sort of conversations or saying the sorts of things I've been saying for the last 20 years or so with them. I mean, they would have been completely aghast and blown out of the water because they have absolutely zero awareness of this Jew tyranny world that we live in. But, of course, thankfully, that's changing, you know, mainly due to the Internet, and uh, so for the moment, I'll leave it at that. And, of course, later on, I will have some thoughts about uh, relationships and other such things that William started to dabble in, because that's a that's a whole show in and of itself with a lot of different men, I would imagine. Yeah. The other thing is the parents are actually under mind control. This is this is the big thing. Parents are like, not that they're zombies, but they they watch a lot of TV. They trust the medical establishment. You know, certainly parents are parents. I'm 65, about your age, Paul. And so they trust the medical establishment. They do what the doctors say. You know, they think the government's for them. I mean, you know, this is complete mind control. And somehow our generation has broken the mind control. I don't know how we've done it, but maybe that's why we incarnated to come in to, you know, to break this and try to create a better world for the future children than the one that we had to live through. Mm-hmm. So that's something I just want to share. I also would like to, if you don't mind, um, 
Although people say they don't remember circumcision, you have to know the body remembers. Your body remembers. And it has all the memory of everything it's been through. You know, it's, it's, the body has a consciousness of its own. And so some, some circumcised men will experience sleep paralysis. You know, they're actually reliving the circumcision trauma by not being able to move when they feel entities are attacking them in their sleep. Mm-hmm. So this, this sleep paralysis is a way that the body is acting it out and trying to bring the memory that the body is carrying into the consciousness of the person who, who hasn't been able to bring it up into the conscious mind and heal it. The body can act out in various ways. And, and I want to say one more thing. With respect to the botched circumcision and what you said earlier, Ingrid, about uh, this, this couple being offered the, the uh, option to raise their boy as a girl after the medical establishment butchered his penis. This is actually how transgenderism started. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There's a Jew named Dr. Money. Of course, his name is completely made up. But his name was Dr. John Money. And there were two twins, one of whom had a botched circumcision. And those parents were advised by Dr. Money to raise the botched circumcision boy as a girl. And they did. They followed his advice. Of course, these two boys ended up dead. One committed suicide and the other one overdosed and died. So they didn't live very long. But Dr. Money was a mind-controlling Jew who tried to mind-control these boys and the parents. And this is the beginning of transgenderism Mm -hmm. that's absolutely linked to circumcision, to Mm -hmm. gender mutilation, genital torture. These things are intertwined, and we can see with respect to transgenderism, it is all about genital mutilation. Yeah, I remember that story, and I was just horrified because they they started speaking out when they got older about the whole thing. Um, And, yeah, it was tragic because they had a male psyche in a body. Yeah, they... And yeah, they were just horrible. They didn't feel like they could fit in. They didn't feel like a girl at all. They came; their soul came in to be a boy. So right. uh, it's it is absolutely tragic. And then you know all of these men that pretend to be women and really are pedophiles. That's just tragic too. I mean, the whole thing is so horrible. But yeah, this is a a big deal. Um, you know, how a normal penis is supposed to work. To me, you know, you have this smegma, you know, naturally in an uncircumcised penis is naturally lubricated, just like a, a woman is naturally lubricated with what they call smegma. So there's natural lubrication that doesn't happen uh, with a circumcised penis. That's why, you know, people are buying lubricants and stuff. And, and really, 
um, the whole sexual experience is is totally skewed because the the foreskin is actually supposed to move in and out of the vagina and stimulate the clitoris, believe it or not. And that you can't do that. You can't get that stimulation of the clitoris. So the woman complains about not being able to get orgasms. But at the same time, if you really are on another level of love with your partner, like I was actually, um, none of those things matter, you know. (laughs) But I mean, if you're still wanting that pleasure as a young person, with the person that you love, you want to have, uh, you know, you want a, a penis that's intact, frankly. And that's what's so horrible, this whole generation, and then the, to have it continue. I mean, that's just so, it's so mind-blowing to me when I asked if someone's been circumcised, you know, and they said, well, you know, yeah, we did. You know, I kind of want him to look like me. Oh, my God, how do you respond to that? I mean, that's like, so your hand is is chopped off. And you, you you had your hand got amputated, so you're going to amputate your little boy's hand too. I mean, what kind of logic is this? Oh my God! It's mind control. It's you know, insane. with respect. What'd you say, Paul? I said it's it, it's insane. It's not it logic. It's not logic at all. And all I could think of after that story of. You know, oh, they, you know, raise your raise your little boy as a girl now. Sorry about that. You know, uh, there's no end to the adjectives to describe. I mean, it's like horrific, ghastly, right? Detestable, disgusting, despicable, right? But only a Jew could think of that as a solution instead of, you know, for example. Uh, you know, providing the best life you can po- possibly provide, all the emotional love and support, telling your child as he gets older, listen, sorry about this happened, but this, it's a very, it's, it's only a part of you. You know, you're a, you're a complete and total human being. You know, you're a, you're a man just like another, you just have a, you know, deformity now, right? No, only a f- insane Jew would come up with the idea to, to raise somebody as the opposite sex because uh, their their sexual equipment was uh, you know accidentally uh, it's just it's it's insane that these people are literally insane. Yeah, I want to also come back to the relationship issue and what sex what's happening with sex when there is a circumcised when there is a circumcision and what people need to understand is that. The circumcised penis, the the glands of the penis, of course, is exposed, and there's a rim at the base of the glands of the penis. Okay, now, during normal intercourse, when a man pulls out, if the man is intact, the foreskin will move up over the glands of the penis, and it will preserve the fluids so that when the man re-enters the vagina, the fluids will still be there. But when there's a circumcised penis, the fluids are being pulled out at the rim there. The rim traps the fluids and pulls them out of the vagina and creates an uh, unnatural drying of the vagina. And so you find a lot of couples that are using all of these toxic lubricants 
in order to make circumcision, uh, and I'm sorry, in order to make intercourse uh, feel normal. Because it doesn't feel normal with the circumcised penis. And I'm not saying that, you know, there can't be pleasure for the woman with a circumcised man. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying is it changes things. It changes the whole nature of human relationships, not just at the sexual level, not just at the pleasure level. Okay, but if you're circumcised and if you've got a subconscious anger towards your parents for not protecting you, and especially your mother, because the, no matter what, the baby is expecting the mother to step up and protect him. That's a normal, you know, no other species would ever do the things that we are doing to our children. All mothers of other species would protect their babies. Yeah. So human women that's are a, under my control. Yeah, go that's ahead. A very, it's a very important point, and actually what it reminds me of is I wanted to ask the two of you, because this kind of ties into that, uh, have both of you uh, seen the... Uh, film or the documentary produced by Forrest Moretti called Are You Crooked? Yes. No. Okay. All right. So, so Janice, this is a must-watch, especially the very last part. So, Ingrid, if you're familiar with it, if you remember, at the end, he talks about the fact that because of the way the male brain works, right, that mm-hmm. this does, pre- when the, 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 the small male child is held down and, and vaccinated, Okay, usually with the mother there, maybe sometimes not there, but a lot of times the mother is holding the child. And you can actually see photos online of screaming infants being held by their mother as the doctor plunges the needle into them. This can and often does, according to uh, this this guy's research, uh, produce this lifelong distrust and resentment of the mother and thereby women. So, yeah, it's a double whammy. Yeah, right. And the whole thing about crooked, let me say this, is that <laughs> they can cut off too much. A lot of men will notice that there's some kind of discomfort when they're fully erect, okay, or even when they're doing exercise or something. They may experience some kind of discomfort with their penis, okay? And some men, actually, the penis bends when it's erect. It has to bend. It, it cannot go straight because they've cut off so much of the foreskin. So when a when one of these bent penises, and I've had intercourse with a man like this, okay, it flipping hurts to have intercourse. Uh-huh. Maybe not for the man, but for the woman. Okay, so we have multiple levels of of disturbance in terms of human relationships. Yeah. And yeah. if any, any man has a crooked penis, I, you know, I'm, I don't mean to, to make anybody feel bad in this conversation just for people no. to know there's serious damage that has occurred. Yeah, well, right. Janice, not, not to introduce any, well, <laughs> humor, I guess. But, yeah, if you're in locker rooms, you can see crooked penises. <laughs> so I've been, I've been in locker right. rooms before, and... They, they exist, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I just want to say, Forrest Moretti, you know, he, he's focusing on the vaccination thing, but the circumcision thing is huge. And, you know, there's a book by 
this is probably one of the first books that really brought up that issue is vaccination, social violence, and criminality, the American assault on the American, uh, I mean, the, the assault on the American brain. Anyway, it's um, by a, a PhD in um, medical, a medical historian. I mean, he went, oh man, his research is amazing. Harris Coulter. And um, yeah, he he documents all kinds of horrors, but he talks about Ted Bundy. You know, when so when you have this double whammy, Ted Bundy was kind of a famous, you know, sicko, right? Yeah. Well, he was vaccinated, and then the vaccine goes in there and does further damage. It actually goes to the brain and cuts off for many people that whole um, conscience factor. So you have the double whammy of dissociation, and then you have the vaccine that's cutting off the um, pituitary pineal soul connection, and you get these little boys that get a thrill of like pulling the wings off a fly and seeing, you know, torturing, you know, animals and insects that are smaller than them. Yeah. Um, and this is the whole thing: the medical assault on the American brain. Yeah, that's the subtitle. But anyway, okay. it's a classic okay. book. Angry though, I think it's a, I think it's important just quickly to point out for both uh, uh, Janice and, and the listeners that the crooked refers to a crooked smile, a crooked yeah. uh, face, droopy eyes. That's what the crooked refers to. And uh, uh, Janice, when you see this, it's going to blow your mind. I mean, the first twenty minutes is just so eye-opening. It's, it's nearly two hours or so, but th- then at the end, he draws it all together. But yeah, it's, the, it's mainly the aluminum. And, of course, it interferes with the nerves, and so and the nerves in the face, and it affects how people look. And he shows the photographs, older photographs versus modern photographs. So they are damaging the very facial expressions that we make to other people, and in many cases the signals that we receive, because as right. young, uh, young children, you know, we get a lot from the facial expressions of those around us, and a lot of it's subconscious as well, so... Anyway, yeah, um, um, yeah, I should mention that Andrew Molden was uh, the first person. It wasn't just Moretti. It was Andrew Molden that uh, brought up the, the crooked face thing. And it's, it started with mercury, actually. And then they replaced a lot of the mercury. They still have it in there. And the mercury-free shots still have trace amounts because they use it to – anyway, it's part of the whole manufacturing process. But they're adding all this aluminum. So it, it's you – know- but um, what I'm saying is that the, the different sides of their face, if you try to match you know, two left sides or two right sides, it looks like a completely different person. You'll see this, uh, this palsy on people, you know, the facial palsy, and that's absolutely connected. So you have lots of... Let me, let me stress that a lot, you know, I had done a blog on this. Of course, my blog was deleted um, from the Internet, but... You know this droopy eye syndrome where one side of the face isn't functioning properly? You can see this in very high-level high level people that are placed in high-level positions. Mm-hmm. And it's also because they're being tortured electrically. They're being electroshock tortured mm-hmm. as a form of trauma-based mind control. And, of course, the babies are also being electroshock tortured through the use of ultrasound. So I'm not, I'm not you know, dismissing... That vaccination is a part of this. Okay, it's all of it. It's all of it. <laughs> but this is all. This is all connected. How they are, yep. how they are harming the babies. You know, and totally changing our nature. There's one other thing I see that there's a caller coming. Oh, we have a break in thirty seconds. Okay. 
Yeah. I want to quickly say one other thing that happens with sex is that circumcised men have diminished sensation, and so some of them have to pump and pump and pump to reach enough enough pleasure to to have a release. When I was in high school, the men used to think it was great if the women couldn't walk the next day, that they thought that was great sex. Okay, but that's not what it's meant to be. Okay. Okay, this is a hot topic. We do have some callers. Um, After the break, we're going to go ahead and take callers and all feel free to stay on. You may be better at answering some of these or, you know, we'll just kind of figure out Denise is probably most capable, but anyway, so thanks. Okay. Thank you. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasteurized meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass fed and grass finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. 
At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. wisely our topic is uh, roundtable with on circumcision and we do have uh, callers um, uh, Janice and Paul and I will you know figure out whoever wants to answer callers questions you know Janice is probably the most well versed on different things but you know we have we barely t- really touched on the topic frankly so I'm going to post another article in the um, chat room about it's called In the Name of Liberty, Put Down the Knife, but it's about someone who actually did work on restoring his foreskin. And a lo- I know a lot of men have, have done that. I know two personally that have done that, and it's impressive, frankly. But you don't restore the hormones and all that other stuff. I mean, it's at least you're getting the smegma back and you're protecting the glands, which is, to me, worth it, frankly. It's a lot of work, though. It's a lot of work. <laughs> So anyway, without much further ado, let's go ahead and bring in, um, I think it was uh, Mike from Kentucky. Is that the first one? Yeah, Mike in Kentucky. Welcome to the show. We have a couple callers after you, so, you know, go ahead. I couldn't, I couldn't hear what you, the burst of static just blanked out the last three or four words you said. We have a what? Oh, I'm sorry. I have a, I have a couple callers after you, so. Sure. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the, uh. PubMed has a, a case report about, I think, what you were talking about, and it's very, very rare. It's uh, apostia is the name of it, where, uh, and it's there's reports of it, but, you know, this sort of thing people don't talk about, so it's really good that you're able to do a show about this. But the, the foreskin sometimes, rarely, is missing, and uh, that's called... Um, Apoxia, and it is super rare. I don't know. Somebody said they'd heard it was five out of a hundred or something. It's ridiculously rare. I mean, it's not even close to that. Uh, but anyway, it's on the National Institutes of Health. It happens. And what you were talking about, there is also a study on National Institutes of Health about restoring uh, the foreskin. But of course, I think they're talking about surgery. Um. And there's there's a whole stack of uh, studies on this, 
uh, or uh, what would you call medical literature, but um, I've known of a family that had an elderly uh, ancestor that had what I think is called hypospadias. And hypospadias, you know, is blamed on the parents or whatever where they don't properly care for the baby when he's, you know, a youngster and or something like a yeast infection. Of course, I always heard around here in these parts, we use yellow root for that, which is not the same as the stuff you buy at the herb store. You have to dig this stuff, and it's very antifungal. But I've heard of that happening where the um, foreskin grows together, won't retract uh, due to various problems like that, scarring or something like that. And so uh, it takes apparently a lot of work if you neglect that to get when you go get married, and it won't work. You know, it's all grown together and that sort of stuff. So I have to wonder throughout history if that's where some of this came from. You know, some some uh, ancestors found that as a solution. Well, we don't want that happening like it did to Uncle Joe, so we'll just go ahead and, you know, the the the. the Levites, which I don't trust everything they say, obviously, they claim it was a revelation to be for you know to be circumcised from uh, this is oh, I have never heard anything like this, and if the Jews have come up with this story about foreskins that don't retract. And so that's well, I know. I'm not talking about the Jews at all. I'm talking about a family that I know of that had this happen, and so. They became. They ended up uh, falling for that. Of course, it's it's all over America anyway. Without this happening, but you've never heard of uh, any kind of uh, yeast infections in the in the folds of the skin, like women get. Yes. In a yes, I mean women get them all the time. Yeast infections. Right. Does that it mean we should cut off their labia or cut out their clitoris because they've got yeast Precis- infections? They- Precisely, yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of like you have breast cancer. We have breast cancer. Let's cut your breast off. You know, this is the this is the Jewish American medical system. Exactly, but uh, from what I understand, the the man never got married until he was way up in years, and then it took months for him to be able to perform as the husband. So. <laughs> Because they had to work and work and work to get that uh, foreskin loose. This is back before, you know, you had a lot of hospitals and doctors to go to. But it, they actually, the, you know, it's also a birth defect, curved penis and various birth disorders. There's there's a whole list of them, but I think it's called hypospadias. Uh, See, they make or, up names. They make up names and say that it's a birth Well, they can make defect. stuff up all day long, but they name stuff because it happens. I know somebody that happened also, to and It was in the 1890s. 1890s. Way before, you know, Rockefeller took over the medical profession. But the 1800s is when all of this started, Mike. They didn't even have country doctors to know what it was called. You know, uh, so it's not something they made. This is isolated eastern Kentucky. It's, they didn't have no medical manuals to know what it was called. But because of that incident, the it, the descendants of that man were circumcised. Because that was what they knew to do. Well, and I have to wonder I, if the same thing didn't happen in the Jewish culture thousands of years ago. Well, and I came no, up with this call. I, I, I'm going I'm to dismiss that. I'm sorry. Listen, I, it's interesting that you make this point, okay? But what it reminds me, what Je- Janice just said, is 
pertinent where they make up names and so on. The other thing I would add to that comment is, yeah, and they write 400-page books on it, right? Do you really need 400 pages to know that cutting off the tip of the infant's penis is not correct? It's not well, they're not cutting off the tip. They're cutting off the tissue behind the head. Okay. And there's different ways to do it. The, the, the way that the, the rabbi priests do it is different from what I've seen done on different men. So, well, the rabbis it's, can it's, actually take it off with their fingernails. Do you know that? They can, they'll actually, uh, some well, of them will use their fingernails. Listen, I've documented this in my book, Mike. Right, okay, I'm, uh, I'm not pulling this out of the air. They really do yeah. these things. Yeah. We know, we, we know that you're not uh, in favor of it, Mike. I mean, that's not, I mean, the reason that I would react the way I did or Jan- Janice, but the cultural the thing, though, and, and really, uh, you need to accompany your information with how to commit suicide. What's your recommended? Because if you're already cut like this, there's, there's not, nothing you can do. You might as well die. That's what it sounds like you're saying. No, you're, de- actually, you're, you're, you're too about... damned for hell because you're circumcised. You're damned for hell and under the law. Well, understanding that it is the mark of the beast is very important. I don't think However, it's the mark of the beast. Things, I think Nero was the mark do. of the beast. Nero there demanded things, worship. Mike, Mike. Nero, Nero's name in both Greek. Do, there are things that you can do to heal, such as foreskin restoration that Ingrid they was talking about. They offer that as a surgery, yes. No, it's not a surgery. You actually use a device that you hang on whatever piece of skin you might have left from the foreskin to stretch the foreskin. This is not an easy process. It is not a surgical process. It's basically it's, you're putting small weights all the way around and you're actually, you know, kind of like need to sew them in with a needle around whatever is left of uh, the foreskin from them doing the surgery. So anything, you know, right around the, that rim that you could feel is some tissue, then you're literally doing these weights around the circumference. And people have done it. So and anyway, it, sounds like, it sounds like a waste of time because if you're well, already... Guys, but, uh, you know what, Mike? I swear I've seen one um, a guy that's... Anyway, you get smegma and you have normal functioning on many levels of a penis. And I, I actually admire the guy that actually did that. I mean, and well, I know I only saw it one, but um, personally, well, I'll just say sweat. if she's if but, she's uh, not ready, if she's not ready and willing, then you do need lube. But you know, right. <laughs> okay, well, I don't anyway, see what difference it makes okay. from my experience because uh, I know you know it's cultural. Powers, so. It's cultural that it's even in the music all night long. They want you know it's not wham bam, thank you, right. ma'am, and start down and over with. Let's take another okay. caller. We got, we got like monkeys. Okay. Okay. Thank, you, Mike. thank you, Mike. We're going to move on to Ken in Texas, but thank you, Mike. Okay, Ken in Texas, welcome to the show. Hello. Wow, I never thought I'd have this conversation with anybody, much less broadcasting to the globe. But um, I wanted to check into the gut-brain connection because are they, are they giving – children antibiotics after circumcision yes because then that would wipe out all the natural flora in their gut that they got from their mother and thus changing uh that 
environment for the rest of their life. Yeah. And with the gut-brain connection, it combined with the the experience of the circumcision could, you know, facilitate, you know, health problems as well as uh, your your brain being able to function correctly. That's what I wanted to comment on. It's a really yeah, important okay. point. Yeah, thank you. Very important point. I would also add to that, you know, that they're using vitamin K shots. Of course, this is synthetic vitamin K. You can actually, a pregnant woman would be wise to eat dark leafy green vegetables to have plenty of vitamin K. But they use this synthetic stuff because babies are bleeding to death from circumcision. So they're trying to put this vitamin K to to create more clotting. And, of course, this is totally poisonous vitamin K being injected into them, which is causing more problems. You know, it's just another vaccination. So your point is really important about the various ways that they're coming at the babies. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I had a, a dream when I was a very young child. I was in my crib. I still remember it. I had diapers on. Uh, so, uh, I've always never been able to figure out the connection. Why would I have this particular dream, which I remember like it was last night. And I, so now I'm wondering if it was related to a circumcision process, but anyhow, appreciate what y'all are doing. Just wanted to chime in and thank you very much. And I'll get back to listening. Thank you, Ken. Right. Okay. So, um, I really appreciate that, Ken. Um, (laughs) This is just totally bizarre. I don't know where Charlie gets this information. He believes that men that have been circumcised are smarter. (laughs) Okay, let's get back. Okay, we have Bill. I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) That's just ridiculous. Bill from Kentucky. Welcome to the show. How y'all doing? Uh, that, that, what was that, that one dude was talking about uh, yellow root, that's golden seal. That's a, that's another name for golden seal. But right I have on. to say one thing that's kind of funny. It said, uh, it, it said uh, Patrick Slattery, another another one of the hosts, said, we want our foreskins back. That was a few months ago. I cracked up when I heard that. But that that's neither here nor there. But what I want to ask you about is, what about feet? I, I hear like in the Middle East, and in some of the African countries that they have female circumcision. What is your all's uh, view on that, or what, or the origin of that, or do you all know much about that? I haven't done much research on female circumcision. Of course, you know, in America we think it's an abomination. It's always an abomination to alter the genitals of children. The people that do this are actually quite insane, in my opinion, no matter what culture it is. It's extremely insane. I've heard that in some some of the cultures it's done later. So in other words, males, it's done as an infant, but in some of these countries they call it female genital mutilation, which is what it is. But they do it when they're older, right? They do it when they're like 7, 8, 9, 10, before puberty. So so if if you can imagine that. Oh. Right. No, I, I, there, yeah, there are women. I actually met a woman that was circumcised, um, you know, from Africa, and it's it's horrible. I mean, it's 
is every bit as bad as male circumcision. They're equally horrifying. Horrifying. And so for some reason, we think that's a horror, but we think male circumcision is okay. It makes no sense. This is why we're discussing right now just male. That was kind of the topic. But, I mean, we could do a whole show just on female circumcision, but that's more widely um, known, and there's uh, women that will talk about it, you know, that have escaped their country. and they, But they usually they don't do it at, at embassy. They do it when they're older. So they're totally aware and conscious when the whole ritual is performed on them. Not, sh- not so with boys. It goes right into their subconscious, and they have all this aggression um, toward female, a lot of them. Not, not all of them, but you know, some of them, they all have different experiences. You know, we're as different as different souls inhabiting different bodies. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's extremely traumatic for the women because they are usually, it's like before they reach puberty, and they're very aware. <laughs> very aware. In some cultures, they actually sew up the labia. Yep. Until the the girl gets married, and then they open up what they sewed so that she can have intercourse. This is how sick people are. The various cultures do really, really screwed up things. And understanding that this is that we are equally sick is very right. important. You know, and this is not, you know, I, I, I know that we have other calls. I just want to say, Mike, this is not to make men depressed and think that, you know, they should just give it up and kill themselves. It is to make you help people wake up to this problem and stop it and protect the baby boys. Like we have to step into adulthood after we've processed our trauma around right. it. Exactly. I mean, we're not going to, not everyone's going to want to restore their foreskin. And, and I understand that. I mean, you know, Don Harkins, my husband, you know, he thought that was ridiculous to spend that much energy trying to restore your foreskin. Uh, and I, I understand that. And uh, to me, we have to move on. We need to protect our progeny. That's the most important thing. I mean, if you know someone, anyone in a family, please spend some time educating them. You know, and it's best to do it right, um, you know, when they're pregnant or before, I actually believe pregnancy should be planned. But you know, I'm sorry, I was just time. being a little bit silly a while ago. I said that you know the other one, the RBN host Patrick Slattery. I don't even remember what he was talking about. That was a few months ago, but somehow he got on circumcision. And he was just kind of being silly, kind of messing around. He said, "We want our foreskins back. We want our foreskins back." I don't even know where you where that even came from. I, I'm sorry, I did. It was just kind of no, no, that's that's fine. I mean, he was trying to be tongue in cheek. I mean, I I think, frankly, if I was a, a guy, I would feel like I was robbed of a body part. I I wish I was, you know, twenty one years old to make that decision. You know, I mean, why why are they making that decision for an infant that's helpless and can't make that decision themselves? That's, right. that's exactly. You know, that's my whole thing. And and adults that have decided, you know, later on to get circumcised because their partner wanted them to regret it. And there's plenty of stories of that too. Older men that got circumcised after the fact. So we got we got multiple callers here, angry, and yeah, six, six minutes left. Okay, well let's Yo, go ahead. Thank you so much, Bill. I'm I'm pretty bad about uh, cutting off callers. So thank you so much. And we have uh, Jim in Brooklyn. Welcome to the show, Jim. Uh, good evening, Denise. It's a fascinating show. Um, yeah, I myself, I'm Jewish, and uh, I, I was circumcised. But not only that, I was born in a hospital in 1940. You know, the, the mothers used to stay in the hospital for like 
like uh, seven days, eight days, to, uh, even two weeks. They just throw the mothers out if they have a baby like uh, one or two days or three days. So the point I'm getting at is, um, oh, first I wanted a small joke. A friend of mine, you heard the guy said that people are circumcised or smarter. <laughs> this is just a joke. Somebody said, why are Jewish babies smarter than non-Jewish babies? He said, because they're tipped off in advance. <laughs> That's another story. But but this uh, <laughs> this uh, this um this this uh, this uh, this moil this person who circumcised people in the hospital because the mother stayed so long they did all the circumcisions while the mother was still there and they had a house moil a house circumciser with their own little ceremony room and everything like that and he circumcised over two thousand babies at the time he wrote the book about this whole subject and uh, three years after I was born. And, and and regarding putting weights on the uh, circ- on the uh, on the on the uh, to, to get to, to recreate a foreskin, this actually there's a story. You know the story of Hanukkah where the Jewish people defeated the Greek armies in in, in that time and restored the temple and everything. So what happened was during the Greek occupation of Israel, the, the Greeks opened. They, they were very good into the human body and physical perfection and all that type of stuff. They opened up a gymnasium directly across from the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, and the Jewish people who were Hellenized, the Jewish people who wanted to go along with that, were embarrassed to go into the gymnasium because they were circumcised, and what they did was exactly... What? What they did was... Hello? I want to say something about this. I'm sorry. I don't interrupt. I want to say something about this because my research indicates that it was the Levites, the Pharisees, that they did not circumcise well, that, their that's, children. That's total, this was, that's total, this was it's, for it's the to- other Jews. This is for the other to- Jews to- that were being no. marked as slaves. Okay, no, that's totally untrue. Excuse me. Abraham was commanded to circumcise himself when he was 99. On that day, he circumcised himself. And Ishmael, who was 13 years old, uh, uh, Isaac was not yet born. And so Ishmael uh, was circumcised at the age of 13. And when Isaac was born, he was circumcised in the traditional eight days. So what happened was, was that Ishmael used to intimidate, uh, when they were kids, he used to intimidate Isaac and say, look at me, I was 13 and I went through all this stuff. And you heard about when, when Abraham brought Isaac to sacrifice him on the mountain, which was, you know, cut short because they didn't actually have to do it. So, so, so Isaac said to Ishmael, you, you intimidate me with one organ. I will sacrifice my whole body on an altar to God. But, of course, God commanded Abraham not to go through with it. But to get back to the story about the Greek gymnasium, the Greek, you know, we so have, they have I'm the, sorry, but we have, uh, we have three minutes left, and there's several more okay. callers. Uh, okay. Okay, thanks a lot. We're, it's a good show. Here, thanks for- well, Tim, keep listening to the show because uh, we're going to do a repeat probably of this in March. So um, thank you so much. So Bob in D.C., do you have something to say, Bob? Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to point out that Dr. Spock, up until the 1970s, favored circumcision of males. Now consider the entire baby boom generation in America. Yep. Yeah, I know it's horrible. We're not talking about Dr. Spock from Star Trek. He was We're evil. I mean, yeah. Dr. Spock this is, this wrote is, a book. This is, yeah, this is the pediatrician. Care. He was a pediatrician that was, every all his recommendations were just furthering the trauma of all 
hospital births, frankly, and and you know telling parents how to you know handle their baby everything was horrible he was the worst absolutely the worst but thanks bob yeah so if you ever get one of those books burn it <laughs> don't pass it on i'll throw it in with the talmud <laughs> right exactly thank you so we are literally i mean if i would take uh Theralina, but we are so close to the end that i want to honor my guests we have like one minute so thank you paul Thank you, Janice. Do you want to do a repeat, you guys? I'm certainly open to that, Ingrid. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot more room on the topic, that's for sure. I, I think it's really important. I really do. I want people to get really clear on this topic. And I would love to hear other things, you know, that Jim said and Theralene in Virginia. You know, so, I, you know, my whole thing is, you know, there can't be enough said. Because, you know, when, when Janice printed over 80 pages of details that a lot of the information I'd never heard, I thought, man, we need to really address this. So thank you just, so I'll, much for... I'll just, yeah. I'll, just quickly, I'll just quickly add, so probably a couple of decades or so ago, I had a conversation with a, a German man with heavy accent, but he spoke English well enough. Uh-huh. And he talked about, uh, he was told before that, in Europe, especially in Germany, that when they wanted to know who the Jews were, they pulled their pants down. Yeah, and this is way before I became yeah who who, who I was uh, who I am now. So yeah, maybe the gymnasium story another time. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I was fascinated with the whole thing, you know. And I know there's probably many different versions, of course, because we know who created that whole thing. <laughs> so anyway, thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so everybody. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, Ingrid and Paul. And please get Janice's book. It is actually well, very well referenced. You've got to, you've got to go to my website, birthofanewearth.com, because, of course, the book is banned. It's called Birth Trauma and the Dark Side of Modern Medicine at birthofanewearth.com. Thank you. Thank you. Standing six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cola with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central, and Wednesday at 1 Central. This is RBA.